Hey, this is Roxy Rouge, and you're listening to the rights and wrongs of pro wrestling. Hey, Rube! You know what? We all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! All right, folks, today on the podcast, we have another unique talent. He's not only going to wrestle for your entertainment, but if you're there, you might be able to catch her and uh, play some of her games on the side. You might even win a prize. I don't know. Uh, Of course, you can be able to catch her at your local independent. You should contact your promoters if you want to get her booked in your area. And if we're lucky, we'll be able to get her featured one day here on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network for everyone to see my guest tonight is the Lady of the Midway, Roxy Rouge. Hey, how's it going? It is going well, you know, and I'm trying my best not to, to fumble over your name. I know that this is a, <laughs> a, a bit of a change. Uh, I think you were listed as Roxy Riot uh, previous to this. Is that that correct? That is, but that's my middle name, and you know, now that I have a title, I thought, well, okay, I can, you know, appreciate the family and put the last name in there. Uh, oh, okay. So we so we just got rid of Riot, and you know, or well, not got rid of it, but just just put it on the back burner. Yes. Okay. So you know, the the first and most important thing here is is what I just said at the intro, is for anyone that is looking to book your unique talents at their show, and we're going to do this again at the end. Uh, how can they reach you for your services? You can contact me uh, directly through my Facebook page, which is uh, Roxy Rouge Wrestle, or you can get my email, which is contactroxyrouge at gmail.com, and that's just the word contact, R-O-X-Y-R-O-U-G-E at gmail. Okay. So there you have it, promoters, if you're looking to uh, bring the carnival in town. Uh, You know, uh, the carnival, in some cases, does carry. A, I don't know. Maybe it's just the movies and the comic books and cartoons. Sometimes they they come off a little bit uh, shady at times. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, I'm just, that might just be because of the abundance of trees outside around the carnival. <laughs> uh, very just good. Just a little, just a little shady. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> just, just a little bit. So, so you're not gonna. Admits one way or the other that there might be some uh, underdoings that take place at the carnival at times. Well, there's a good number of shenanigans, but it's still in good fun. Uh, all in good fun. Uh, well, you know what we have to ask you? What is a rube? I, I hear that in your... A in, rube! In, hey, yeah. rube! Yes. Yes. Well, um... As you know, every niche has its own lingo. Hey, Rube is a call that you will hear any corny yell out um, saying that there is a fight or, hey, I need help, I'm in a fight. And that's a good signal to get all the other carnies in the area to come and help you out. 
Ah, okay. So, so you don't mean anything ill by it. It's just, you know, just a little signal for assistance. Exactly. Or just to alert everyone that there is something going on, and I just might want them to watch. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll go with that. So, you know, now we, we... we have to go into some of your, your personal business now because, you know, that that's the stuff that um, listeners like to hear. They, they like to know what's going on with their, their favorite wrestlers. Uh, of course, we'll get into your balancing act of running a carnival and uh, and wrestling. I don't know if I would consider it on the side or the main thing or whatever the case may be, but how on earth did you get involved in the uh, pro wrestling business? Oh. Well, it actually through a good friend of mine. You see, I had never seen wrestling before I stepped into training, which I, I hate to say, but it, it's the God's honest truth. Um, my friend had come up to me, and I had gone to one of his shows just to support him. And he said, you know, why the expletive aren't you doing this? And I said, you know what? Why the heck aren't I? So I went and I trained one day, and I was like, you know what? I'd like a challenge. This seems like something I could really throw 110% behind. And I absolutely fell in love with it and uh, have not stopped since. Okay. And and what year was this? Or how long ago was this? A couple of months? About a year and a half. It was uh, February 2016 that I started. And what were you doing preceding pro wrestling? Well, um, if you go back a little further, I did competitive gymnastics until I was 15. Oh. So, a bit of acrobatics, and for a little while there I did theater, but um, I can't sing, so musical theater just wasn't an option, so. Ah, but the acrobatics and gymnastics does explain the uh, the cartwheel into a bulldog in the corner that you like to utilize from time to time. On my carousel elbow, yes. Carousel elbow, wonderful. So, so we we got the names down for it and everything. Uh, oh, of course, it just makes it more fun. Yes, it does. It absolutely. Uh, for for those listening, what would be considered your home promotion? I mean, I'm sure you travel, but what would be considered your home promotion? My home promotion would be Real Pro Wrestling in Fort Myers, Florida, because that's currently where I hang my hat. Okay. Currently, that that doesn't sound like a sound like you might be somebody on the go. Well, I've considered moving, but I like Fort Myers. So. Okay. So it's it's still up in the air. You you might not be bringing a carny to somebody's town just yet, but so it's still kind of you know hanging. It's always an option. It's you know, you can never tie down a carny. Uh, okay. Uh, so. <laughs> We, we, we let's get into the carnival. Let's let's talk about the carnival thing. Hi. <laughs> okay, uh, and I'm not sure where to begin with that. But so we're going to start with uh, one of your intros. Well, I think I saw you walking out on stilts. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I I do stilt walk. They are jumping stilts. Uh, there's a spring in the back of them. Uh, the fastest I've ever run on them is about 25 miles an hour. Um, now the, when you start learning on them, they tell you, you can jump about 10 feet in the air on them. I have not accomplished that feat quite yet because I'm already quite high in the air. So, um, I, I just see the basics, but the running, the running in them is quite fun. And, 
I do have a stick you'll see me carrying with me, and uh, that's actually for other people's safety, not actually what it might look like, but that's in case, you know, small children, they run under my feet. That way I can catch myself and not topple on them. Very good. See, you're concerned about the kids. That's good. Oh, and people have all the time, they're like, oh, you bring that to the ring for a certain reason? I'm like, yeah, yeah, so I don't fall on you. <laughs> not a weapon. Not a weapon. Not, not yet, anyway. Well, Arya Blake has used it as a weapon on me, but it's not. That's not its primary function. No. Oh, okay. Well, you know, there are lots of things in pro wrestling that are, that is not necessarily its primary function. I mean, you know, chairs aren't designed to hit people in the back. What? Well, they're not. No, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I know that's hard for a wrestler to hear sometimes, but you know what? You're supposed to sit in those things. Hmm. Yeah. Me, I always thought this was the lazy boys before. Uh, yeah, you got it. You have to try it. And, and also, you know, loaded purses. Not, you know, not supposed to whop people in the head with those. But you know, that's. I digress. We we, we don't want to start giving you new ideas of new weapons to, uh, you know, integrate into your show. Uh, <clears throat> why the <laughs> carnival gimmick? Why? Why? What? What brought this uh, persona out in you? Well, I, I have a very bubbly personality, naturally. And what I wanted to do is take one small aspect of myself and dial it up to basically a thousand. I had already, you know, known how to still walk in the acrobatics were already there. And the stilts, personally, they gave me the best seat in the house. I can see everything on them. But the carnival is just encompasses everything about myself that I want to bring out. And also it has a bit of uh, historical accuracy. Um, wrestling, as we know it, started in the traveling carnival known as the At Show or the Athletic Show. And I am a huge history nerd, and that just was icing on the cake for me. What sealed the deal of that and said, all right, I want to be head of a carnival, and let's go. And thus, the carnival was created. Yes. Okay. The bells and whistles. And you have quite a bit of those, you know. I, I think you you've gone full <laughs> in with the with the the carnival. You've already got the stilts. Is there anything else that you're learning to do? Are you trying to incorporate new people into your carnival? Uh, it depends. Um, what they bring to the table, and you know how we work together. No one's really you know presented themselves as of yet. But I'm sure they will at some point. Um, you know, Carnies, I always need, you know, a bouncer, a fortune teller, a juggler, a barker. So, you know, there's always ones that I could always welcome in. They just have to present themselves. I see. You Personally, my newest challenge is incorporating my contortion, how I can use that as well. <laughs> You're an, a contortionist? Yes. Uh, I, I learned some in gymnastics, and the rest is more or less self-taught, but there's a lot of things that just aren't safe to bring to the ring, um, mainly for myself. <laughs> so it's saying, you know, what can I use, what can I use, and, you know, and make sure that I don't break my neck or my back. Well, no, we don't want you to do that, and uh, I would imagine that that would probably be more useful for your opponent than it would be for you to tie you up in knots and then kind of just leave you in the middle of the ring. But, you know. Oh, exactly. But it is funny to watch people's faces when you, you know, go backwards into a back bend and just have your face by your feet. It's just, they just kind of look at you like, that's not possible. I hurt looking at you. And that's just fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably would be one of those people. I hurt looking at you, watch, <laughs> watching you do this. 
That's just not not a, a safe thing to do. But I, I guess if you're flexible enough, then hey, go for it. I'm going to assume. But strangely, you can't look away. Yes, it's like a car wreck. But uh, I am going to assume that you have not seen the TV show The Librarians. The reference to this will come back later. Good. Okay. Uh oh. Uh, I'm just I'm putting this out here now because there, there's a segment at the end of this that I call, you know, uh, booking your own angle because I have a theory. It's fantasy booking. I had a theory that every wrestler has their own kind of angle that they're like, you know, if I had the chance to write my own self into whatever angle, this is what I would do. So just hold on to that. Uh, hold on to okay. the, the TV show, The Librarians. Anybody that's watching may have come across this particular episode. They might know where I'm going with that, but I'll come back to it. Okay, so it's now. It's a complete mystery to me at the moment, so uh, I will be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> or maybe not so pleasantly. I don't know. You, that depends on uh, what you, how, how you take your gimmick. Uh, that's right Uh, okay so (laughs) we we have now discovered your you know I didn't I was going to say we now discovered your fondness for for the carnival which is clear but did you have this this fondness proceeding uh, getting into the business or was it just something that grew as you started doing research and found out where it was from and everything else it's definitely something that grew um, like I said, I'm a huge history nerd, so as soon as I found the roots, like, I went head first into it, but it's not, uh, a passion that I had previously. Okay. So it is the birth of you accepting the challenge to get into wrestling that has brought this persona of the carnival out in you. 110%. Ah, so wrestling has already given back to you somewhat in your life. Oh, it's, it's given back to me in more ways than I can even say. And I'm only a year and a half into it. All right. Well, that that's a good thing. So all of you wrestling fans out there, all of you wrestlers out there, see, there's good stuff that goes on in the business after all. Don't be so jaded. <laughs> Got to be positive. You have to have a positive attitude. You, you sound very positive. Uh, wrestling schools, you know, if you're going to talk about uh, your entry into the business, you have to put over where you train. Where did you train? Oh, absolutely. I was waiting for you to give me like a little opportunity to just slip that right on in. Of I course. train at the Crypt, the Crypt Wrestling Training Facility in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, if anyone's in the area, it's off exit 139 on A75. Uh, the head trainer there is Spicer D'Amico, and uh, he's been in the business for about 12 years now, I think. Something like that. He started up in New York City, and now he's down here. Okay, and you and I'm assuming that he has taught you well. Yes, uh, he knew I was coming in with absolutely zero knowledge, and uh, occasionally when I do flub up names because you know something that I watched since we were toddlers, I just started watching, <laughs> and you know I, I make mistakes quite often. I you know he he knows what I'm getting at, but he still calls me on the fact that I'm naming the wrong thing. Um, but he knew I was coming in with zero knowledge, and he really, you know, worked with me and was really tough on me to make sure, you know, I got it. So, so, so have you been going around calling the wrong moves or or saying the wrong people's names? Is that, um, is that... no, no, just <laughs> like when I when I first started watching, like I, I got the network and watched my first WrestleMania in 2016, and then I, you know, 
finished my subscription and I've been watching everyone since. But uh, back last March, April, when I was, you know, two, three months into it, I had this bad habit of saying, you know, instead of saying, you know, WrestleMania 4, I would be like, you know, WrestleMania 1991. Uh, and everyone would just kind of look at me and I'd be like, what? <laughs> well, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend you a little bit there. Because if you notice now, they go out of their way not to put the, the number behind it. So, technically speaking, the way you address, you addressed it would be correct today, which is what they want you to do. They, they want you to say WrestleMania and the year or the state or something like that because they, they don't put WrestleMania 33 and all that stuff on it anymore. It's just like WrestleMania, Texas. Yeah, it's just it's Wrestle Christmas, WrestleMania. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, I thought you was going to tell me something like, yeah, I, I saw that seven-time world champion in Harley Carr or, you know, just, just start butchering people's names. Oh, no, no, no. I thought it that, like, if I didn't know someone's name, I would describe the guy until my uh, trainer would be like, oh, you know, uh, that's Hawaiian Crutch, or that's the butcher, or that's Yukon John. Because I, I started out by watching the really old stuff because I love the personalities, and I, I would still say, like, the early 80s, early 90s is my favorite. Good for you. I love you already. That's, that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> That's right. You got to go back and look at the Memphis stuff. That you, I think the uh, the Roxy character would have fit in perfectly in in, in that environment. You uh, know, that would have been awesome. But like, I mean, even as far back as you know, nineteen. Oh gosh, I can't remember if she's nineteen twenties or nineteen forties. There was a wrestler named uh, Ricky Starr, and he, his thing was he's a male ballerina, and he is absolutely hysterical. He's one of my favorites to watch, even though you know all his stuff is in black and white and grainy as all hell, but he's still very entertaining. <laughs> I think that sounds like Rocca. Why am I thinking of Antonio Rocca? Anyway, this, I might have to go back into my my vault now and, and uh, look that up. Because <laughs> I, I have a documentary on it, and I've seen some guy dancing around and on his toes and all that stuff. It's like, look at this guy go. <laughs> he's, he's great. Uh, so, so, you know, are you going to steal that? Are you going to turn it into a ballerina at some point? Uh, you faded out a little bit there. Oh, uh, I would say that's fair to say that I wouldn't be one. I trip over my own feet on a daily basis. Okay, well, we'll, we'll skip that then. We'll, we'll stick with the carnival. Uh, <laughs> are you aware? Like, I can do backflips, but I can't walk a straight line, you know. How, how is that possible? Uh, I don't know, but, like, if you meet any number of dancers or gymnasts or acrobats, they'll tell you the same thing that, you know, when they're in their element, they're very, very good, but everyday life, you know, they're going to trip over that lump of air that's just on the ground. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you aware that there's a Roxy Rouge burlesque star out there? Yes, that was brought to my attention shortly after, you know, I changed my artwork and everything else. But I believe she goes by Roxy LaRouge. So oh, okay. A little so, different. A little so, more French. <laughs> just a minor difference there. So, so you can get away with it. No no, no big deal. And, you know, it's not like you're competing with an adult entertainer in its rawest form, uh, to put it nicely. So I, I guess it's... Oh, exactly. It's, it's different worlds. And, different. yeah, we have the same name. But, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people will find that they share a name with somebody else in a different industry. So as long as she's not a wrestler, we're good. You know, some fans might immediately assume that your outfit is based off of uh, DC's Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn? Quinn? 
I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew you knew where I was going with that. So. <laughs> I, I get that a lot, but it's funny because uh, I, I do love Harley Quinn. She's one of my absolute favorite characters. I have her comics, you know, in the headcanon. I can imitate Arlene Sorkin on pitch. Um, but that wasn't my goal when I designed my gear. When I was selling it, I was like, okay, I know I look good in red at the time I was a blonde. And I was like, okay, red, uh, red and white will be my main colors, like a carnival tent. And then black will be the accent. And um, my hair is half up, half down, and I do half up in pigtails. Um, and that's mainly so I don't hurt myself because my hair gets in my face. I can't see where I'm going. It's all bad news. So I said half up, half down, not safe, and then, you know, red. And those are really the only similarities. I paint big uh, glittery hearts on my face, and I wear striped stockings. And the really only similarities are, like, I have tiny, tiny pigtails that's half up, and I wear red. That's about it. But yes, I, I hear that quite often. I dyed my hair red. People are still calling me that. I'm just learning to ride with it at this point. <laughs> well, okay. Now you got to remember, since uh, when did Harley got? Harley got it introduced about ninety three. Nineteen ninety two. Is it two? Okay. So so since that time. Yeah, with Batman the animated series. That is correct. She she started in the cartoon and then worked her way into the canon of the DC universe, and she's had many mm-hmm. different variations and incarnations of outfits since then and yes. yours may have elements of it that just remind people of the uh you know is, is the basic red and you know the the, the the diamond shapes that's in there the, the the hair especially with the movie that just came out with last year you know the, the color streaks yeah. on the ends and all that stuff like that so yeah, I, I think you were you were going to get it one way or the other, whether you intended to do it or not, and unfortunately. But, you know, you can make it. It's not a bad association. Well, I don't know. That depends on how crazy you're going to be. Uh, you know, Harley has calmed down over the years. <laughs> for, for you comic book unfortunately. fans out there. <laughs> what do you mean, unfortunately? <laughs> unfortunately. My favorite Harley Quinn was uh, the jumpsuit, which, uh, you know, I have one of my own that I made. And uh, the the Harley that was absolutely—I wouldn't say she she was she wasn't like you know batly crazy, but you know she was definitely a rocker, and she almost killed Batman. She was just awesome, and I feel like she's been down to shooting sex toy, which is upsetting because you know this brilliant complex character has just been watered down. Well, okay, yeah, she she's been watered down a bit, but let let us give credit where credit is due. The fact that she was popular enough. To come off of a cartoon because all she was there for was just to give the Joker a, a sidekick. <laughs> that that yeah, was <laughs> yeah that that was her only purpose <laughs> in being created, and then it just kind of grew. So you know, you get, give her a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, she's she's that. Oh, of course. Like like I said, it's not a bad association, and you know, it, it's not what I was going for because I I knew from being a big fan of the character that I I, I might accidentally bear similarities. So I made purposeful decisions to, you know, okay, I might get this, but I'm going to, like, you know, make sure I don't, and then it happened anyway, and at this point, I'm just riding with it. I'm like, yeah, some people hate her, some people love her, regardless, then no one's going to call me Harley. Like, they know I'm Roxy. Roxy, who looks like Harley, and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. There we go. And quick plug for DC and the uh, new Batman's and Harley Quinn animated feature that's coming out, so for those of you that happen to be uh, comic book slash animated fans, you have that to look forward to. So there you go. 
Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So now, um, speaking of comics and animation and cartoons, who drew this uh, this cartoon version of yourself on your, your uh, Facebook? The one on the Facebook? Yes. There's a banner, and you have yourself up all muscled up with the hearts on and, you know, the lady uh, of the yes. midway. That was, uh, oh gosh, I have to pronounce his last name. James, I'm sorry if I get this wrong. His name is James, uh, Bukakis, Bukakis, okay, B-U-K something, 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 something. Uh, but he's on Instagram and Facebook as BuckShotArt, B-U-K Shot Art. And, uh, he's phenomenal. He takes commissions and, uh, he's the one who did that up for me. And it is one of my favorites to date. It's very good. It's, it's a very good piece of work. And I don't feel so bad now because you have also now butchered somebody's last name. So I know. It's terrible. <laughs> you know, to be fair, like, I've only ever communicated with him online, so I've never heard it spoken. Okay. If someone said it to me, like, I, I could repeat it, but it's like it's just the way it's spelled. I'm like, I'm going to give this my best shot. And James, again, I am sorry. <laughs> yeah. James, I'm sure you accept the apology. I, I, I'm sure he's a nice enough guy. You know, no, nobody that could draw that well could just be a, a, a jerk. So, you know, hey. And then, oh, he's and, awesome. Like, I'm very, very picky. And, you know, he tolerated, like, about a month of going back and forth. of ah, that's not quite right. And gave me an amazing finished product. So, you know, he, he's very, very patient. Well, see, now that's high praise. See, that, that's good stuff that he has there. And he was willing yeah. to work with you. So, Yes, <laughs> thank you, you. You can't beat that. Have you ever considered taking a job in the carnival? I mean, I know you have your oh. own, but have you considered? Yeah, I, I do have my own that I manage, and that's quite fun. But um, if a carnival ever, you know, came through town, you know, I had the opportunity to work there for a couple of nights or travel with them to a couple of different towns, I absolutely would. Um, just for the experience and I'm a huge people person. Just everyone would you would see, and I'm totally guilty of being a people watcher. So, you know, running a ride, running a booth, and just being in the experience of just watching the crowd, that would be phenomenal. Or even just still walking around and bothering people. That'd be fun, too. So, yeah, absolutely, I would. Still walking around and bothering people. That... Yeah, like dropping popcorn on their heads, taking like surprising people for like surprise photo op, and then watching them scream and be like, oh, <laughs> okay, selfie. I, 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 think I actually it, was down at the Collier County Fair back in March, this March, 2017, mm-hmm. and uh, we had the ring up back, and I had my still phone, and I said, I'll be back in 20 minutes, and the guys were kind of just like, all right, have fun, and I literally ran around the entire length of the carnival saying, come here, and uh, if I would see that, you know, a group was standing in a circle, I would sneak up behind one person, put my finger to my lips like, shh. Don't tell them to wait for them to turn around, and they would always, like, you know, jump because they don't expect a seven foot tall blonde girl to be behind them. All their friends would laugh, and then they would fall in the back of the ring. So it was fun. <laughs> you enjoy yourself, don't you? Very much. I, I, I equate my persona very much to Bugs Bunny. I'm a jerk, but I'm a lovable jerk, and I have antics. Mm. <laughs> now, you know, now here's the real question. We talk about. Uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, classic, or we talk about modern day. You know, there's, there's, the difference is minor, but you know, there's slight difference. Oh, classic. Okay, well, yeah, he was a jerk. 
<laughs> yeah, very much so. But you still love them. So, you know, and that's kind of where I go, you know, I have my shenanigans and my antics, and I might do something silly every once in a while. But it, it's all in good fun. I don't intend to hurt anyone's feelings. Uh, well, that's good. Who was the puppy that you brought to the ring? <sighs> that would be Scooter. He is my, uh, he's 14. He's my Applehead Chihuahua. Um, I get him. I, I have what my parents lovingly call visitation. Uh, because, you know, between the carnival and everything else, I, I'm out quite a bit. So he doesn't live with me full time, unfortunately. He's the family dog. Oh. But my parents, they, uh, they're motorcycle enthusiasts and they go out and ride. And I get visitation. So then Scooter goes everywhere with me. <laughs> I get visitation. That, that sounds well, which like... Which is great. We were in Sarasota one time and my parents came to see and they were sitting in the crowd. I was like, all right, well, instead of having him in the dressing room, you guys hang on to Scooter. And, you know, we finished the match. I got out of the ring and Scooter ran up to me because I'm his person. So, you know, instead of, you know, notifying that, you know, I recognized that the dog ran out of the crowd, I just picked him up and walked off. And all the kids were like, she stole your dog. <laughs> that, that instantly that's made you still baby one of my favorite moments. Uh, there's that no way. I bet it was. I was like, there's no way that you could have possibly have entered in heel and had a puppy hanging on you. Yeah, no. Everyone would be like, she's got a dog. She's awesome because dogs are awesome. Yes, but, no, no, that was that was great. He just ran straight up to me. I was like, oh, perfect. So <laughs> now he uh, he's my road trip buddy, and he hangs out in the dressing room, and. Uh, he, he loves it because he gets spoiled attention and he gets fatty puppy feed whenever we're on the road. So. I, I can imagine. Uh, I'm sure this was probably a, a long shot, but have you been approached by any promoter to uh, change your gimmick or play down the uh, carnival bit? Have they, has anybody come to you and say, hey, you know, I don't think this is going to work. Why don't we try this? Uh, you know, no one has yet. Uh, everyone... So far, has been really supportive. Everyone's like, uh, so far, they're like, we love the fact that you're so out there, that you're so, uh, for lack of a better word, characterized. You know, they they like the fact that it's different and that, you know, a lot of what I do might be solely for laughs. You know, no one's really said, hey, you know, what you're doing is great, but can you be a normal girl? So, no, I haven't gotten that quite yet. Okay, well, hopefully you won't because you seem to have thrown yourself off all in on uh, the carnival, and the carnival loves you back. So you know you can't uh, can't really break that up. That, that... Hey, go strong or go home. Like I, you know, you find something and you commit to it wholly. If you believe what you're doing, then other people are going to believe you too. And I think that's where I found myself. Uh, well, apparently. So <laughs> considering that. What would you say your short-term goal is right now? You say you're about a, a year, a year and a half in. Is that, that correct? Year and a half in. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're a year and a half into the, the wrestling side of things. Uh, what would your short-term goals within the wrestling business be? Uh, short-term goals right now are just to travel as much as I can. Uh, so far, I've been all throughout Florida. I've been to Pavo, Georgia, and. Uh, and I'll be going up to South Carolina, which is very exciting. So uh, short, short term, travel as much as possible, see everything I can. Uh, but the big goal for now within the next couple of years is I would really love to job out or in NXT and 
uh, from Brett, uh, whether, you know, I'm just sort of help set up the ring or they have me, you know, in the ring to NXT. That's the goal. Okay. Because it's in Florida and so am I. So it's right next door. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's very achievable. Not, not like you couldn't, uh, get up and drive there. Exactly. And then go to Disney after I'm done. <laughs> Uh, that's right. Nah, just kidding. Universe Harry Potter World. Oh my goodness! Here you go. Now, now, <laughs> now you're gonna plug Harry Potter, right? <laughs> you, All the nerd things. I see that you, you didn't went from comic books to the, 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 the carnival to Harry Potter. You, you're just all over the place. Hey, so that, if you like something. But that, but that's a good thing. That that, that is a good thing. You know, we we can't knock that. Uh, exactly. The big move. You've already told me what one of your uh, your moves, but but when they come to see you, what is the finish? When Roxy hits you with this, it's all over. Oh, my kill switch. Kill switch. All right. L- little homage Just to like... Christian. Hmm? Sorry, little, I didn't catch that. A little homage to Christian there. A little bit. The, the line's more of, because some people also call it the unprettier, but I like yes. to still refer to it as a kill switch, because at the end of the night, you hit the kill switch for the power at the carnival, and then it's all over, so that's well, what I use. Well, you know when they went PG, using the term like kill switch didn't jive anymore, so. <laughs> so it's, no, that, that was frowned upon, but no one's told me no yet. Oh, no, yeah, I, I think you got some life in that. <laughs> you, you can do it. You can you can use that as much as you like. I don't think uh, anybody's gonna stop. And of course, like you said, when it's all over for the carnival, you gotta hit the kill switch. Everybody's gotta go home. Exactly. Uh, I'm sure you can tell them you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get out of here or you know whatever. Don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. There you go. Have you had a career-defining match yet? Um. I mean, of course, it changes, but within this year and a half. Oh, and, right. You know, would you I, say? I would say my career, well, career-defining, as far as I've been, like, I'm, I'm still so new, so it's hard to say. But I say, you know what? If anything, my debut. Really? Um, it was against Nikki Adams. Uh, she's normally in uh, New York, and she's been in the business about 11 years, and she really, you know, gave me a hell of a match, especially for my very first one. And if anything, you know, heck, why can't the beginning be the definition? You know, she started me out on a very, very, very good note. And I just hope to continue that positivity as I go forward. Uh, Was she also qualifies the toughest that you've been in the ring with thus far? Sorry? I said, would she also qualify as the toughest that you've been in the ring with so far? Oh, heck yeah. Like, Nikki is a force to be reckoned with. Like, she's the toughest I've been once in the ring, and I sure as hell when you start a fight with her outside of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, she, I, I would work uh, with her again in a moment. I, I look forward to stepping in the squared circle with her again. But, uh, yeah, she's definitely the toughest and, you know, challenges me the most. If there is a match that exists online right now uh, that you would say 
for any fan of yours like hey if you're trying to understand what I'm about this is the match that you need to watch which one would it be well there are very different strides I take depending on where I'm at Um, I'm either you know having a lot of shenanigans or I'm just you know having slightly worse shenanigans not being as nice as I can be uh, but that one would definitely be, oh gosh. And it's sad that I can't think of one right at the top of my head. I've only had about 30 matches or so. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, oh God, that's such a tough question. Um, well, that's my job. I'm supposed to ask you the hard questions. The hard hitting stuff. Uh, that's right. Um, hard hitting stuff. Like what moves do you like? And, and why do you like Bugs Bunny? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, that. That, that's slightly easier than, you know, <laughs> where in your brief experience you tell people to look like, this is what I want you to watch. Uh, um, yeah. You know, probably uh, two come to mind. There is, uh, she's not wrestling anymore, but uh, any of my matches with the Hedonistic Huntress Morgana, and that's under Real Pro Wrestling, or uh, Legendary Pro Wrestling, um, my match against Chelsea Diamond, where I was actually managed by former WWF Women's Champion Leilani Kai. Ooh. Were you heel? So, I was. Ooh. You were evil. <laughs> I was. Oh, yeah. There, there's, I was a jerk. There's just a way to put it, yes. Ah. Well, that, well, that will come back into play. But in a very lighthearted manner. Uh, how are you heal in a lighthearted manner? <laughs> just... Easy. I steal people's water, say thank you, and then throw it at them. Oh. At least I said thank you. Ah, uh, oh, okay. So as long as I say thank you, And, you, you know, okay. I-, I smile during the match. You know, that's lighthearted, especially when I'm not being punched, you know. Lots right. of smiles for people who are watching. And <laughs> uh, if, if, you, uh, if, they, if they look it up, they'll see what I mean by that. Um there's one thing, like, you know, if I ever have anybody in a hold, one thing I'll always yell is I'll go, yeah, because that's what I want them to say when the ref says it, have you had enough? Okay. I'm helping them. I'm helping them. This is what you should say. Yeah. <laughs> You're helping everybody. Okay. So you, you've got these things down as to what you need and apparently what your opponent and the crowd should be doing, too. <laughs> hey, everyone could use a little help. Yes. I'll do the thinking for you. Is that is that the idea here? Exactly. Let me be your brain. And you know that will come back into play. See, see, look, it's, it's all starting to rope in together. Remember that episode oh, of the cool. librarians that I talked about earlier? We will come back to that. Yes. <laughs> that's the tip of the Ferris wheel. We'll get back to it. There you go. See, and, and she used the carnival reference. Uh, <laughs> of uh, course. Yeah. Um... Let me recap your um, your contacts. Of course, this is going to be the second time around. Facebook, people can catch you at Roxy Rouge Russell, right? Facebook.com yeah. forward slash. Uh, Twitter, The Roxy Rouge. And, of course, Instagram, Lady Roxy Rouge. If uh, people want to follow you on either of those levels of platforms or social media, 
You know what we have to yes, get to. Yes, although Twitter is uh, the Roxy Rouge because someone already had that name. Oh, so sorry. Did I, I had to add a little something to it, so it's the Roxy Rouge on Twitter. Oh, did I not say that? I'm sorry. I, uh, I have it written down as the, but I didn't. Oh. Uh, apparently, I didn't say it. It's all good. <laughs> it's time for random questions. Okay, so you know what we're at now. It's time for the portion of the show where I call random questions. This is where you okay. get to answer stuff that doesn't necessarily have to do anything with the rustling per se. Uh, some of it will be, and if you've ever seen the Inside the Actor Studio, then you'll really get the, the gist of it. So, Roxy, are you ready? Bring it. Outside of wrestling, what else do you enjoy doing? Um, I... It's tough to say because I'm actually sort of a grandma in that respect. I knit, crochet, and sew. And hold on. I uh, hang out with my brother. Who is just, if that if you picked up any feedback, that was him. And I also enjoy uh, cross-country runs. Not during the summer because Florida is terrible with humidity. But when it does cool down, I do enjoy running. Are the games rigged? What? <laughs> no, that game's a skill. Your skill level just might not be high enough. Uh, okay, so Come the goal, try again. So the goalposts don't move. Yeah, try. Look, you already programmed. Try again. <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. Exactly. What? The more you try, the better you get at it. I, I see. Uh, what's the secret to working the guess your weight or age game? So working, not being, not being the person on the side now. Being, being the person that's standing there guessing this person's way to age. Well, that's, uh, that's actually uh, tell. Um, if the people are with somebody, you look at the friend. Because the friend will always, like, the one person's going to try and be a stone face, poke face as they can. The friend, however, is just waiting to see if you get it right. So they, I mean, if you look at them, they're going to give it away. That is one of the tales. Also, clothing. Oh, yes. Have, have, have to go at clothing. Thirdly, Well, I mean, sometimes that's a toss-up because <laughs> sometimes, you know, people will wear clothing that's not quite appropriate for their age group, but then you just know that they're a little older than they like to admit. So well, well, that's, that's a tell. Uh, glasses are always a good tell because the style of glasses will differ on age. And then as far as weight goes... Um, you don't guess it. You have to look at people who are more muscular. <laughs> no, no, that's actually one of the easier ones. No. Um, you look up for how muscular people are, and if they're more muscular, you know their number's going to be higher than what they look. And um, if they're very, very thin, then you know they're going to be not, they're not going to be more than a buck ten soaking wet. So you just have to look at their frame, and that's normally you know a good basis if well, you're going to get something to weight. Well, I don't suggest that you, unless you're working this game. Don't don't guess people's weight out loud because some people are rather touchy about that. Well, but you, well, you have to. Now, I'm going I'm to say huh? this. I say, well, you have to. Now, now I'm, I'm saying this in relation to, now, it was, this wasn't a carnival. Once upon a time, in another life, I worked at Six Flags. That was the uh, the game that I was assigned to. The, the rules that I was given was, don't worry about their weight. <laughs> you can guess close because you don't have to get it on the mark. And all they wanted to do is, like, I must guess within... 10 pounds or two years, something like that. But if you got somebody that's heavy set coming up, that just give them the prize. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't don't Fair bother enough. With it. Well, the carnival, a lot of carnivals. Um, not mine, of course, but uh, if you look out, uh, there might be a secondary attendant at that game, um, and they normally look like they're at a different booth, but they're actually behind the scale, and they will program it to stop at a certain number, depending on what the guesser says. Not my carnival, but you know that is something you can look out for. Yeah, you, you seem very. Uh... You know, very sure to say, not my carnival now. I'm not, I'm not saying that no, I do no. this, but... No, of course not. Play the game as many times as you want. My guesser is psychic. <laughs> you know, Roxy, I'm starting to wonder about you. I'm, I'm not sure if I, if I uh, should play these games of yours. I, that sound like I might lose money. It's all a part of the experience. You'll win next time. Yeah, that's what they tell me when I went to Vegas. Try again, <laughs> sir. Everybody's a winner. Exactly. <laughs> Except for when you go and get the house. The house always wins. And I'm okay, starting to... we, we got to feed our carnies. You know, the jugglers eat too. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, your coworkers, what do yes. they do when they find out that you wrestle slash run a carnival? Well, that's funny because I, I switched uh, careers my uh uh, there when you know, because I, I juggled three things: wrestling, the carnival, and uh, a regular job. Um, Juggled. Ha. I switched. Ha, see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, I switched jobs back in March, and my previous uh, employment, um, they weren't terribly positive about it. You know, they thought it was you know kind of little, uh, fun little thing, but uh, they encouraged me not to speak about it. That you know, I should have more passion for the job that I do the wrestling and it just wasn't a positive thing that they were reflecting back on it so that's one of the reasons I left I was like okay and um boo on them my yeah boo on them who shall remain nameless because I don't want to be sued that's right don't um, do that <laughs> but then my uh new job they are all about it my boss wants me to hang my title belt in my cubicle um, they want to hear about it. They're completely supportive for, you know, helping me find something early, things to stay late for any good reason. Um, they are fully behind it and they think it's hysterical because they're like, but when you look at you, you look like the type of person who would fight. And I'm like, and there's my advantage. <laughs> well, the, 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 the common question or answer behind that is what does the type of person that would fight look like? I don't know. That's just... I don't know. Like, I think they're thinking of like some grizzled, tattooed, big, bald guy. Yeah, I like that. Stone cold. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, as far as ladies go, I don't think they expect girls to fight. Period. So when you say, "Yeah, I'm a wrestler," they kind of like try to picture in their head the type of girl that they picture to fight and can't come up with something. So they're always like, "But you don't look like you do." <laughs> well, now you know differently. Oh, no one's have to battle. All right, so. So, yay on that company that uh, supports you. Boo on the other one. Exactly. <laughs> they are fantastic. My previous ones, well, they're going to come obsolete in 20 years. So, woohoo! <laughs> there's karma. Long time in the process, but there's karma. Well, it's, karma works uh, long, long term sometimes. You know, that happens. Uh, exactly. I I'm going to break this one up uh, just in case the first half you don't know or you don't have an opinion on. Greatest video game character ever made. Uh, sorry, can you repeat that? The greatest video game character ever made. Oh, of course I have an opinion on that one. 
Uh, I am terribly, terribly biased. Uh, this is a, it has a lot of nostalgia for me, but um, Link from Legend of Zelda. <laughs> what is the fascination with Link? I've heard that a couple of times now. What is, what is the fascination? Uh, not so much with Link, because as far as character goes, um, you know, the video games now, like, if you look at Bioshock, like the big daddy, you know, he's got a backstory and complexity to him, and there's a reason he is the way he is. But Link, you know, he doesn't talk aside from, you know, noises. And he has a very irritated Terry that he travels with anyone who's played the old N64 games will know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's the world that he's in. It's the whole game. It's the storyline it takes you on. And that's where the fascination is. It's this whole different reality that you get to play in, totally lose yourself in. And Link, because he's so plain, you can easily put yourself, you know, in that role and kind of, you know, play the game as yourself. Indeed. Favorite so he's more of an everyman, and I think that's the appeal. Fair enough. Favorite comic book character, excluding Harley Quinn. She's a squad. Because I, I knew you was going to jump for that. So, yeah, we got, we're got. going to exclude. <laughs> right away. Yeah, I had to, uh, had to say that quick before you went out there. Favorite comic book character. Does manga count? Yeah, we'll give that. Sure. All right. Um, favorite comic book character. I'm trying to think about all the ones I've read, but um, you know what? I'm still gonna have to stay in the uh, regular comic universe. Um, oh God, my best friend is going to kill me for saying this, but I love Spider-Man. <laughs> Why is the best friend going to kill you for that? Because he's a Batman. Everything is Batman. And I love Batman, too, clearly. But Spider-Man has always been the favorite. Okay, so here again, I have uh, Mr. Green has come across this this same debate. Spider-Man and Batman. Uh, I am going to just go ahead and put this out that two of your fellow colleagues, I, I'm not, I'm pretty sure you haven't met them yet, but I think you've wrestled one of their sisters in Tragedy Ann. Uh, Super Pereira and Nina Monet have an ongoing issue of Batman versus Spider-Man. <laughs> and it's like this never-ending uh, argument. <laughs> Why is it always Batman and Spider-Man? That doesn't, I don't know. I don't know, but, like, I like them both, and I'm happy liking them both. And if I have to choose, like, I think Spider-Man, just because, I, you know, I can't go into the details because, again, best friend is going to kill me. Um, <laughs> go into the details because like, your best friend needs to hear it so y'all can argue later. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Come on, best uh, friend. Well, Spider-Man, well, they're both, they're both orphans. So there's a lot of, you know, if you, if you ever see, like, the comics online, there's a lot of fan-based comics, you know, making fun of that with the two of them fighting. And I believe... Um, there is a YouTube channel called... Oh, God, it's... I forget what it's called, but they animate two characters fighting each other, and Spider-Man won against Batman, just saying. Uh, uh, but Spider-Man is just more enjoyable to... Yes, Death Battle! Death Battle's um, awesome. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. But Spider-Man's just zany. He's more fun to watch. He's got the wittier comeback. You know, not everything is death, gloom, and doom. Like, come on, Batman. Spider-Man's parents die, too. And his uncle died in front of him. Oh, my God. 
You are <laughs> saying the exact same things that Super Prayer said. Jeez. <laughs> Everything's that deaf gloom and doom. I was like, man, did you read her script? Well, I mean, <laughs> they have a lot of similarities. I mean, Batman and Spider-Man are both orphans. Batman has Catwoman. Um, Spider-Man has Felicia Hardy. So it, it's like they have so many similarities. It just comes down to, like, for me, who's more enjoyable to watch. Well, if I'm looking for something serious, that's Batman. But I, I generally enjoy things that make me smile. So Spider-Man it is. Okay. Fair enough. I, I was just so taken that I was like, it, it literally was almost word for word the same answer. Verbatim. <laughs> wow. So there's another one for the Batman-Spider-Man argument. So <laughs> I, I, I hope that I can get this clip uh, that your best friend is able to, to hear. It. I, I'm, I'm going to ask that you share this, uh, this particular uh, podcast on your page so that it, they can scroll through and y'all could just get get to going. So. Oh, I, I definitely will, definitely will. And I think you know, I, I have got two friends that I'm particularly close with. Karen, you know, she's gonna you know be like, all right, I see your point, and you know, I, I don't think she means any way particular way too heavily. She's more like, if you tell her Doctor Who's better than Star Trek, she's gonna have a fit. But my other friend Zach, he's the one who I'm gonna hear from. Ah, well. Well, you know, in, in fairness to all of my uh, my nerd slash geek friends out there that have these these vicious vicious debates about who's better than what and all, and this that and the other, let let us keep in mind that we have to go into extreme detail when we're talking about who's better than what because you know there's there's Batman goofy there's bat there's Batman serious. There's Batman when he was a killer, you know. You know, you got different incarnations of that guy, so you know. Exactly. There's the uh, George Clooney version that we don't talk about. He he doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. It, you're right. He, we don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> that that Batman, yeah, that that one. I, I'm more apt to give Adam West time than I will George Clooney. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now I have a reason behind that, and I know I'm getting off topic, but I need to I need to get this out real quick. I have a reason behind why I give Adam West's Batman a little bit more oomph than I would George Clooney's, only because the show was popular enough that it did the same thing for uh, Riddler and Catwoman as the animated series did for Harley Quinn. Because Riddler wasn't a big mm-hmm. character at the time, uh, and yeah. neither did he wear the suit, but the the actor that was playing him didn't like the tights so they made him a suit and that got incorporated into the, the comic books Catwoman never Good wore Enigma. yeah there you go Catwoman never wore a bodysuit until Julie Newmar had it on the show and, and she put the belt on that was her choice to wear that belt see and now you have it and and Catwoman has always been in a bodysuit since so you got to give it a little bit of a nod, even though it's a silly show that it added something to the uh, general canon of Batman. Oh, my friend Rin, she likes to joke about this. Remember when the Joker just did silly things like steal all the stop signs in Gotham? Now he's blowing them up. Well, yeah. See, look, back then you didn't need an explanation behind what they was doing. They just did stuff. I'm robbing the bank. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> but now <laughs> it has to be a little stealing bit more. Stealing everyone's left shoe. Okay. Well, you know, I forget the the writer. He said that's why he likes the Joker. He said that character is just unpredictable. He's like he he might kill you because he didn't like what you're wearing, but then again, he may give you five hundred bucks because he didn't like what you're wearing. 
So go figure. Yeah. See how we just ranted on that for a little while? That was that was for you kind of people out there. <laughs> and I haven't even got through the stuff. What's your favorite word? My favorite word? Yes. Phantasmagorical. What's your least favorite word? See, I want to say it because I know a lot of people hate it. I don't hate it, but I know a lot of people do. So for those of you who hate this word, uh, but my least favorite word um, is a word that technically doesn't exist, but everyone says it, and it grates on my nerves, irregardless. <laughs> it's not a word. <sighs> but it, it's in the vocabulary of every Florida person. So tech, down here is the word, but uh, just I, I don't like it. You're going to get attacked when this comes out. Oh, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Probably uh, for saying moist, but. <laughs> indeed. And, you, and you've insulted your state, too, so, you know. Hey, uh, hey, hey. I'm originally from Connecticut. Like, everyone from Florida is like, most of us anyway, are like 90% are from a different place, and then you got the 10% who were born and raised here um, who can lay claim to that. But, like, everyone here is like, we all have things that we don't like that the state says. Like, we know we're the crazy state. Like, we're good. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what turns you on creatively and or emotionally? Sorry, can you repeat that? What turns you on creatively and or emotionally? Okay, that's actually an amazing one. Um, theater, period. Um, whether I'm going to see a straight play or, in particular, um, musicals, um, I just get inspired by the depth and the fact that theater is very much alive. The fact that every performance you're going to see is different. doesn't matter if you have to see the same play 12 nights in a row. It's going to be different for the actors every single night. So you're going to see a different show every single night. And there's just a sort of rawness to it that absolutely draws me in. And that's usually what inspires me what turns you off um bad humor now and i'm all for like i love monty python i think that dry humor is fantastic and it cracks me up but it's when people try to replicate that and it's just bad good humor and that just upsets me and i'm just like i'm gonna go to my room and sleep me alone Now, okay, now when we talk about people trying to replicate that, are you just talking about just in the like the, amongst friends? Or are we talking about a, another comedy troupe oh. on TV or, or on stage trying to do Oh, it? no. This is just like in, in general. Like everyone knows like movies that are supposed to be funny, but that just come off as like, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. Like just things like that, works of art like that. Like I appreciate the creative process behind it, but if you're going to rip something off, at least do it well. I, I, I could go with that. I, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, nothing makes me more upset than bad humor, but, you know. Well, keep that in mind, fans. Don't be telling her bad jokes. <laughs> hey, I'm all for, like, okay, like, that's just for, like, bad humor, just, like, things like in poor taste or just, like, um, I, I know a lot of people like this movie, but I just don't sausage party. I just didn't think it was funny, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. Just, like, humor that's uh, either tells the people are you just like what am i watching but like if you have a pun tell me it because i love puns they are the highest form of humor i know they're not but they make me laugh and i love them so if you have a pun tell me puns 
Well, you know, here again, I will uh, reiterate a, a common thread uh, that you have just brought up, uh, specifically the Sausage Party, which I haven't bothered to watch yet because uh, I think I, I don't. Having, you don't need to. <laughs> uh, and and here again, who um, was I? I was talking with the Duchess as Ali. Another one of your wrestling colleagues. I don't think y'all have had a match yet, but perhaps you will down the road. Uh, uh, Friday, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. When, when you uh, speak with the Duchess, ask her about Sausage Party. Uh-oh. <laughs> She's already going to be punching me. Like, is this going to lead to a bigger fight? No, 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 no. We, we was uh, we, Our conversation kind of drifted off into what was a bad movie, and I asked her, like, okay, what's the worst one that you've seen this year? And she's like, oh, Sausage Spice was terrible. I was, I was like, really? I haven't okay, seen then we'll, that. we'll get along on that point. We'll get along on that point. Yeah, don't watch it. It's an hour and a half of your life that you will never get back. Okay. Well, see, now I felt that way about Independence Day Resurgence. I was like, why did I have to watch this? Uh, I don't know. Was it Resurgence? I might be thinking about the wrong end name. but oh, I don't know. I, I didn't see it, so I couldn't tell you. Well, no, you don't need to see it. It's a, it's a terrible movie. It's just senseless and I. Waste of time for anybody Julie that's... Noted, Julie noted. You know, that, that's one of the... Yes, for certain. So anybody that's looking at that movie just for, you know, for kicks or something like that, yes, it's, it's just not good. Not good at all. Uh, okay, back to the... See, I'm, I'm getting off track. Back to the questions. Back to the questions. That's right. What's the favorite curse word? My favorite curse... Can I actually say it? Uh, for this time, yes. <laughs> Douche canoe. Is, is that a curse <laughs> It is in my world, um, you know, because people say different things in combinations. But one day, uh, my friend and I were hanging out, and she comes out. Well, I think we were driving really angry, and she called someone a douche canoe, and that literally became my favorite thing, just because it sounds so weird. It's just right. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> this and the is... F word's always a favorite, but if I'm, you know, really looking to yell something out of frustration, that's going to come out first. That is interesting. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Oh, um, like if I hear it, it makes me happy? Yes. Um, okay, well, my I have a cat that I rescued. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard a cat do this, and it literally makes me giggle every time she does it, even at 6 in the morning when she wants food. Um it sounds like a baby Chewbacca. <laughs> so she meows and it just comes out as a Chewbacca thing. But since she's so small, it's like a teeny tiny Chewbacca voice. And it cracks me up every time. It's just one of, you just can't be mad at her. Huh? Exactly. Well, the thing is, the cat knows what an alarm clock is for. And I don't know how because, you know, she's five years old. And she's her whole life in those petco cubicles trying to get adopted. And, um... But she knows when an alarm clock is, and the moment it goes off, she's up in my face, chirping and chewbaccaing for food and attention. Mm-hmm. Well, she knows what to do. Yeah, but no, I can't. I can't get mad at her. But it's so damn cute. But yeah, that that noise makes me happy. Well, with the opposite end of that, what noise or sound do you hate? Uh, anything that's like loud and unpleasant, particularly like. When tires squeal or nails on a chalkboard, or just things that like make you cringe hearing them. Okay, 
what profession other than wrestling, and in your case, other than carnival work, would you like to attempt? Um, professional, actually, uh, running a booth at a con with uh, cosplay, because before I got to wrestling, um, cosplay was a major hobby of mine. I still do it occasionally, but I just don't have the time for it anymore. Okay, well then uh, we're gonna we're gonna make a, a quick plug here for Dragon Con that uh, <laughs> that Roxy. That's right. You should, if you're going to book yourself, you should find your way up to Dragon Con because they usually have a wrestling match that takes place right there in the middle of it. So uh, just <gasps> just a little word that that if you're trying to get into the con and you're trying to get into it for free, I would definitely look into that and see that you can get yourself booked into that thing and that way you can get up there have the match and then kind of roam around and enjoy yourself on the floor that's just absolutely if anyone is listening i have several rust ready uh cosplays ready to go so if you're listening i have that available or i can make one uh, see now i'm just passing it on that, shameless self-promotion but like that's exciting to me i didn't know that they did that so i've only ever been to a mega con fanboy expo and the other cons that are down here in florida so I've always wanted to go to Dragon Con, so that's exciting. You should go. Dragon Con is quite the experience. I I was there once a year, every year, for some time. So, passing that on. I I would be, I'd be in a nerd heaven all, what, three, four days? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, four days worth of it. Of course, by the time you get up to Monday, it's kind of wound down, but... Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, you, you're pretty much on fire. Well, my favorite thing with cons, too, is, like, if you're ever in a hotel that has a ton of other cosplayers at it, like, you will hear things that, out of context, are the weirdest things you've ever heard in your life, but because they're in a cosplay hotel, they just come off as funny. Well, yeah, those are conversations that you can't have generally anywhere else in the world. <laughs> exactly. But like, come sit me up. I can't. I'm painted blue. Like, those are things you're never going to hear anywhere else. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to hear that anywhere else other than another convention of similar ilk. But, yeah. Exactly. And, and besides, on that weekend, they take over those hotels. It's like a triangle of hotels in downtown Atlanta, and they just pretty much lock them down. So, and I say that. They know we're coming. Yes, they know every year. So, I, I will say that to say this that if you're going to make any effort to try to get there, you probably should start like immediately. If not this year, next year. Well, yeah, that, that that's a good way to look at it, I guess. Uh, like if it's already too late for this year, then you know I'll start being like, I "Hey guys, next year." I don't think year? it's too late. I don't think it's too late, but I but I would definitely look into it now if if uh, time was. Oh, there. absolutely. Uh, you make it to the WWE, <gasps> and Vince McMahon is there to welcome you. What would you like to hear him tell you? That I have a contract and I'm on the Raw or uh, SmackDown roster, and he's very excited that I'm there and that uh, I can meet anyone I want, but mainly just that I have a contract and I'm welcomed and I'm there for a while. All right. And that he's heard all good things. That would be nice to hear. I've heard all good things about you. Thank God. <laughs> you don't want to hear him say, hey, I heard that you were terrible. Get out of here. We're iffy about you, but here you go. Like, no, that's not what you want to hear. Like, oh, we've heard all the things about you. We're excited to see you. You have a contract for the next 10 years. Woohoo. <laughs> well, 
There that you would go. mean that that's like pipe dreams. But you know, hey, you said if I could hear anything. That's right. This this is your your thing. If you can hear anything and that's that, then go for it. Hopefully that'll happen for you. Now, here we go. As I whip the paper around. Fantasy booking. Fantasy booking. If you, Roxy Rouge, were able to book, write, or create your own storyline and or angle, what would it be, whom would it be against, and, you know, whatever little storyline points you can toss in there, uh, pitch me your angle. Well, my angle would be, um, it, it probably have to take place in NXT, but obviously WWE NXT, that, that's the big dream. So if I could create a fantasy angle, it would be there. I would be paired with the villain, and uh, we would have a reigning feud with uh, probably Bailey and a couple other people of her choice, people who are just like, uh, the, like Bailey to me, she's the epitome of a baby face. Um, so it would be again, you know, me with them in my corner and her with you know whomever else in her corner, just you know, gimmick versus like de- gimmick versus definition of a baby face, and just have that feud going on for a while that we don't like her because you know she's a mark this that and the other, and just run that feud that you know, carnival the mud villain, that's where it's supposed to be, and she's taking that down and that run that for a while I see now we, we need a, a, a time machine for that one I, you, you got the exactly. vodka <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, you fantasy so well, that, that's true you got that, that this is a fantasy now the only other thing I would do is uh, my father there's a striking resemblance to Stone Cold Steve Austin and we find it hilarious the only other fantasy thing I would do is just to you know you watch the ring by both of them just because I think it's funny that they look so much alike. Hmm. You got your and I, I WWE uh, Stone Cold, not ECW where he had blonde hair. <laughs> well, you first know, time I saw that, I was like, "That's not him." Well, of course, not technically. That was superstar Steve Austin, but you know that's. Yeah, true. He's better bald. You, you got uh, you got stunning Steve, WCW superstar, and ECW then ringmaster, then Stone Cold. So somewhere along those lines, that yeah. that was the journey. But here, I always give my end of the uh, the booking scenario for whomever my guest happens to be uh, on the show with me that particular episode. And as it is you, I have come up with this. First, I will I will continue you as heel. This will take place on the independent scene, so this is actually quite possible. We'd have you come in town with your carnival. Again, remember you're heel in this, so mm-hmm. a little bit of a car- carnival of evil or something along those lines. I don't know how you how you'd want to shape that. Uh, I, asked, I like how I am at LPW, Legendary Pro Wrestling. I'm their heel there, so. Okay, but but see, we can't have you be zany heel. We got we got to have you just a little bit darker than than, than zany. Touch of meanness. Touch of meanness. Got to have a touch of meanness in there. I asked you earlier where you were recruiting people into your your carnival, and you you weren't doing it quite yet. But in this particular angle, that's part of the of the lure. 
that you have. Ah. I, I don't know how. We'll, we'll do it two ways. You can either force them into servitude through victory of the match. Or if you're just going to go just flat out supernatural, well not supernatural, but if we're just going to go flat out a little bit more fantastic or comic booky, we'll have you hypnotize them into being your carnival workers. This goes it's on. It's so funny you should say that. My recent uh, match against the Red Dragon, mm-hmm. she kept saying I couldn't slay her, so I said I don't want to slay you. I want, I need another freak for my carnival. And at the end of the match, I stuck Kurt in a dog crate. <laughs> <laughs> The two uh, two of the guys from the back came out and rescued her, but if they hadn't, she would have been my carny. So she she'd have been your carny for good, <laughs> forced into servitude, much like this story. So, <laughs> so I think we're gonna go. With it. We're gonna it's go. Funny that you should say that, but yeah. See, look, <laughs> just just because of that, because you went the extra mile of forcing someone into a crate, we're gonna go and hypnotize. So okay. So, so we have you do that. This has to go on for at least a good, let's say, month and a half, because you got to build up at least a, a reasonable stable of uh, carnival workers that have fallen under your sway, uh, placing right. them in, in various positions, whether they be the strongman or the uh, the mermaid or you know whatever whatever sideshow freaks that you choose to turn them into once you you acquired them. Okay. Which finally culminates into the uh, fight for somebody who's going to fight for them. Super Pereira, because she's the most logical choice to try to defend the innocent and get them back to their homes or whatever, get them back to their lives. So it will come down to a match between Roxy versus Super Pereira for the lives and the livelihood of her carnival freaks. I dig it. Somebody booked that match. Now, why I brought up the librarians? <laughs> is, why did I, did I bring up the library? Because that they had an episode very similar to that on on that particular show, where the uh, the cast oh. of them showed up at a uh, at a carnival, where this particular carnival owner had some sort of magic property, where not only did he just sway people into his carnival, but he literally turned them into whatever carnival freak that he chose. So if he decided that you were going to be a two-headed woman, you grew another head. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, I, I like that. That's just, I might have to Netflix that. I, I'm not even sure if the library is on. Is it on Netflix? I don't know, but if anything, it's probably on Hulu, so I can just moonshot my friends and watch it there. But, well, there you go. So there you have it. I don't think anyone really has their own account. It's just the one person who pays for the Hulu or the Netflix and the Parasite. <laughs> and everybody else that just rides off of it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man, did you pay it this month? I can't watch my show. <laughs> I've actually gotten that from my brother. He got a look and he quickly went, not bad. Mm, that's terrible. <laughs> you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to pay for these things. Believe it or not. <laughs> Well, but, air quotes there. Yeah, so you have done a fantastic job of going through this entire uh, podcast and uh, covering all of these questions, and you've been quite entertaining in that uh, you've uh, brought up several little pieces of nerd uh, lore along the way. I mean, you've ranged from Bugs Bunny. Let's have to, more fun. Yeah, to Harry Potter, to the the con conventions and cosplay and all that other stuff. Uh, it had uh, I, I run the gamut on my fandom. I, I see that. 
just based on that alone, I mean, I, you make it up to Atlanta, I'm going to have to bring out the camera and just and sit you down and, and do this long form all over again in, in an entirely different setting uh, in, in the comic book shop. Because that you know that's where oh. the good stuff happens. That would be fantastic, but I would be so ADD just being like looking around, being like, hold on. "Yeah, okay, hold on. Ooh, ooh, what's this like?" <laughs> poking around and everything. But well, yeah, oh, that'd be fantastic. Well, you have to concentrate. You know, you, I, I know it's hard to do, but you, you got to concentrate when you're when you're on air and the camera's there. Yes, the comic book shop is oh. great and everything, but you you, you gotta <laughs> gotta focus. Give me 15 minutes to fan, girl, and then I'd be fine. Okay. Uh, well, you can have that, and then you just just come back around and, uh, you know, just join me there <laughs> in front of the camera after, you fan, after you've gone through the comics and all that good stuff. Then settle down, and, and we'll, we'll enjoy a good conversation, much like now. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, Roxy, you have been a treasure to have on the show. Final thoughts and final uh uh, context, because you know, you got got to repeat that. This is the third time around, so anybody that's plugging that, got, got to plug it because we, we, we part of this is you got to get booked. We want to get you booked. So, uh, one more time for anybody that's out there that's looking to acquire your services, even though they may run the risk of being turned into a circus freak when you show up, uh, have them, uh, you know, pass on your stuff. Let them know where they can get you. Absolutely. You can hit me up at Facebook, uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Roxy Rouge Wrestle, and Rouge is spelled R-O-U-C-E. On Twitter at the Roxy Rouge, or at my email directly, contact Roxy Rouge at gmail.com. Well, I think that is all of that good stuff. Can't beat that. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna be looking forward to seeing you uh, pop up in Atlanta one of these days. Oh, I'll get up there eventually. I mean, I'm in Tavo all the time, so it's just a matter of a hop, skip, and a jump, and away. And thank you for having me. I, very nice speaking with you, and a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that it, it could be entertaining and fun and all that good stuff. You know, this was uh, enjoyable just because you have some extra nerdism, nerdisms in you that I didn't expect to hear. You can't beat that. <laughs> well, they you know it's uh, words. Those are things. You know what they say when you assume? Make an ass out of you and me. Yes. Well, you know, you have to. You, gotta you can never it. assume when you look at somebody. That's right. You know, people, everybody don't get that one, you know. So, you know, in, in podcast world, you, sometimes you got to fill in the blank. That's your, that's your second favorite cuss word for today. Along with the, I can't remember the first, douche canoe or whatever the heck it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, which is weird and entertaining all at the same time. So, <laughs> for those of you that are listening here, I want to thank you for tuning in to this particular podcast and catching Roxy and myself. Uh, for quick plugs for me, if you haven't uh, done so already, please go on to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network YouTube channel. That is where the bulk of our material will lie. Podcasts, wrestling matches, and so on and so forth. One of these days, we'll get a wrestling match of hers online. Uh, we would hope uh, Facebook Women's Pro Wrestling Network also everything else WPN Wrestling that includes the website WPNWrestling.com WPN Wrestling on Instagram WPN Wrestling on Twitter so you can catch us on all of those platforms every which way you can and of course we appreciate you for tuning in and listening to us all in full and be sure to catch my review 
of the WoW Superheroes series season four. We've got a bunch of those coming out. Uh, I think I'm up to episode seven right now. So yeah, if, you, if you're into WoW, you definitely want to catch that. So from me and Roxy, so long, everybody. Hey, Rube. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.